In the name of the one true God, who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Perhaps there's been a time in your life when somebody that you love or respect, or both, told you something that you didn't want to hear. Maybe it was a spouse. I don't love you anymore. I, I used to, but I don't anymore, and I can't get it back, and I don't want to live with you anymore. Or maybe it was a doctor. Maybe you went to see a doctor thinking something very innocent. You know, doctor, having trouble digesting lately. Uh, probably nothing, but, well, let's take some tests. And then the doctor reports back to you that it was something serious. You didn't want to hear that. Or perhaps you've had one of these horrible phone calls. Oh, Mr. Jones? Yes. This is Trooper Tom O'Malley. Um, do you have a son, John? Yes. Well, I hate to tell you this, but he was in a serious car accident, and you better get here. Whatever hospital. That's kind of what Peter's going through here today in this gospel. Jesus just told all the disciples something that he didn't want to hear. This is in Mark's gospel. This is the first time that Christ is telling them what's going to happen. He says, we're going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to be betrayed and put on trial and put to death. But in three days I'll rise again. Peter doesn't want to hear this. Just like in denial. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear this. I like the way things are, Jesus. We all watch. We all like to watch you heal people. And we like your stories. And we like uh, the way you turn water into wine. And we like your uh, fish sandwiches that feed 5,000 people. We want the th things to stay that way. You know, you can't go to Jerusalem. And of course, Jesus turns around and says, look, this is the way it's going to be. And he rebukes Peter, but if you noticed in that reading, he was looking at all the disciples. He wanted them all to get the, right, the same message. Look, you don't tell me what the Messiah does and who he is. I tell you guys. And I'm telling you, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be killed, but I will rise again. That's how it's going to be, and Jerusalem is where it's going to be. He will tell the disciples again two more times in the next two chapters. And even after the third time, Mark tells us that the disciples were confused. And they didn't understand this. But they were afraid to question Jesus about it. But I think it's just a, a harsh reality of life that sometimes people tell us things that we don't want to hear, even when we know it's a God-honest truth. we can take some lessons from this short reading. One of them is another example that God can take something bad and turn it into something good. If you notice Peter, who was so against this at first, when it's all over, when the uh, arrest and uh, Jesus dying on the cross and the rising from the dead, coming back from the grave, Peter's his faith grows so much with this. 
he becomes, of all the disciples, probably the strongest apostle. So God can take something bad and make something good out of it. When Jesus was looking at the disciples and telling them this, he really, if you want to think of it this way, he was really looking at us too. Here we are in Lent, preparing for Good Friday. And perhaps we need to be reminded that Jesus' death and resurrection, if we had been back living in that time, we might have felt the same way as Peter. But think about what would have happened if he didn't go through this. Standing here this morning, and I'm, you know, right in front of me is this stained glass window, the ascension. You can turn around and look at it, it's okay. Um, I just want to point out that you see those raised arms of his? We have to remember constantly, he didn't, he didn't go to the cross and rise from the dead just to show how powerful he was. He didn't do it for glory, he did it for us. And those arms, he's going to take us with us, with him in those arms. Maybe we need to be reminded of that. Last week, something Mother Sally said at the end of her sermon just haunted me. I don't know if you remember, but she said, what is Jesus asking you to do today? Not yesterday, because yesterday's over and you, you probably messed it up anyway. And not tomorrow, because tomorrow's not here yet, but what does he want you to do today? Boy, that haunted me all week. I thought about that. And every day I, I thought, again, you know, what is the... What should I do today? What is he asking me to do? And I just think that ties into today. I think we need to be reminded of what Christ did for us. Let's think of the mess that we would be in if he hadn't. Our two greatest enemies, sin and death, would still be with us. But because of that God and that man, they're not. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.